Welcome to Win the Day Podcast, hosted by Cyrus Jaffrey. Here we interview the top entrepreneurs, industry leaders, business owners, as well as individuals that perform at the highest level in Omaha, Nebraska, and the surrounding areas. We dive deep into their thought process and things that they do to separate themselves from the competition. Hey, hey, welcome to Win the Day Producers Podcast. My name is Cyrus Jaffrey. I got my co-host here, Jason, over here. What's up, buddy? And then Benito are going to be co-host here after this episode. So That's right. That's right. That is awesome. So I've got two great guys here today. Uh, We're going to talk to Benito. We're going to pick his brain um, about um, insurance. uh, And uh, it's it's more related to to producers. Um, How has he had so much success uh, in the last short five years. So a little bit about Benito. He's in New Mexico. Uh, he's a rock star. He's got a he's got a business model that's a little bit different than your normal insurance agency. So he'll share a little bit of tips and tricks. Uh, he's been very, very successful so far. So um, I can't wait to hear about it, man. So let's kind of get rocking and rolling. Um, yeah, so Benito, man. Uh, yeah, let's 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 go. Let's go. How'd you get into the insurance industry, man? And uh, and then we'll just kind of go from there. See what questions we have for you. Sweet, sweet. Yeah, so um, really young. Actually, I started in the print industry. Um, I was 17, 18 years old, senior year of high school. And the business teacher at my school had got me a job, uh, you know, basically doing, uh, you know, grunt work at a print facility. And I did that uh, during my senior year of high school over that summer. And I was just trying to get to the point where I can go and bust tables and, uh, and, and go and serve tables at a restaurant. That was my whole goal. I ended up sticking at that job for seven years, became vice president of that company. And I learned really quickly how to scale a business. And that's what I've been obsessed with ever since. So it all started in the print industry for me. Uh, When I was leaving there, it was a family owned business, uh, wasn't part of that family. And so eventually saw my ceiling coming up pretty quick. I was 21, 22 years old and jumped from there into car sales for a couple of months. I did almost a year at a car dealership here in New Mexico, and I enjoyed it. I really liked uh, shaking hands and kissing babies. I really enjoyed, uh, you know, waking up every day and and knowing that I'm in control of of my paycheck and my destiny in it. The thing I did not like is I woke up every day trying to take people's heads and hold gross and all those things that come with the car lot. Mm -hmm. And so I realized pretty quickly that wasn't going to be a career for me. My in-laws at the time, uh, they, they sell mobile homes. My, my father-in-law is a, a great mobile home salesman and GM, and my wife does the same thing. But previous to that, he was actually in the insurance industry. He was a farmer's mm-hmm. agent prior. And one day we were sitting there talking, and he said, well, maybe you should look into this and, and see what, what can happen. And so actually, I, I interviewed for an all-state job. I, uh, I got an offer. I started doing my schooling. Um, to, uh, I paid for my own license and all that stuff. But in the middle of, of studying for my license, some farmer's recruiter called me and mm-hmm. I went in there and I, I mean, they, they were showing me how I could own my own agency. I can go in and uh, actually acquire a book of business. And uh, they had some cool opportunities like that. And, and for me, I, 
was was planning on doing 1500 phone calls a month for a big all-state agent here in new mexico not at the end of it i just looked at it like you know if i make 1500 phone calls why not make it for myself uh-huh. and so i jumped in my first day of business was june 1st of 2017 as a farmer's agent um, took over an agency got a space hired employees and had no idea what insurance was all about Mm-hmm. Uh, opened my doors and and had to learn quick. So it was it was a really fun experience. Um, I did three years at Farmers, uh, saw the ceiling coming up there quick, and had to make a pivot into the independent space. Really wanted to grow uh, my footprint. I didn't yeah. really necessarily want to be a local um, PNC home and auto agent. And so I, I looked at the independent space, saw a lot of opportunity and made a decision fast and just took it. So I sold my book of business with farmers and I started strategic insurance group, April of 2020. Congrats, buddy. That's awesome. Good for you, man. It was a a fun ride. You know, I feel like to a prerequisite to being in insurance is you got to sell cars or something because I sold cars for CarMax. And so, you know, my mindset was not that I'm going to take heads because we couldn't. It was no haggle, right? Mm-hmm. Right. But I think what, you know, I was young. I was just, you know, I was 21, 22 years old. And what was great about CarMax is most of the coworkers were young. They were my age. Mm-hmm. And so what was great is I had no wife. I had no kids. I could work seven days a week if I wanted. And at night, I just went out with all my coworkers and we partied. So yeah. it, was, it, was, it was good memories, good time. But it did teach me a lot. And you know, I think sales producers, it's real tough because I'm curious on how you're set up where it's not, you know, a lot of insurance is nine to five and, and weekends off, right? Mm-hmm. That's what the office door says, or that's what the stigma is, right? Right. But when you're in sales and, and a referral comes in, do you, are you, you and your agents, your office, are y'all set up to take, you know, uh, after hours calls or, or weekend, uh, like, are you expecting them to work? How does that work for you guys? Yeah, a thousand percent. So in my agency, uh, we are very focused. I, I realized pretty early on that my value prop is speed and ease of doing business. And that's it. I mean, it's, you know, why, why is that Benito? Why, why, why are those two things important to you? Yeah. Cause for me, I'm, I'm big on referrals. That is how I get the bulk of my business is referral business. And, you know, some of my referral partners will tell you the reason why they keep using me time after time, whether my price is more or less or whatever it is, is that I could be on an airplane about to take off and I'm going to answer that call. And I might tell them, hey, I might, you know, I have to call you back in in an hour or whatever, but I'm going to answer that call every dang time. And I think that's a big differentiator in our space is. Yeah. And especially, I think it's even more so in the captive space, more so in the um, more seasoned, more experienced agents that, you know, yeah, it's bankers hours. I'm on the golf course. I just ignore, you know, put my phone on silent and, and that's it. And that's just not the, the ferocity that I came into the industry in. And I was used to working seven days a week at, at the paper company. Even I was working six yeah. and a half, seven days a week. I mean, me and my wife were set up, we were doing, you know, 80, 90 hours a week since I was 18 years old. That's yeah. all I know. And um, so, yes, after hours is a big part of what I do. I, I've made a, a killing in the uh, in the auto dealership business. Um, 
from, from the insurance standpoint, I made a killing with auto dealerships because, you know, I was, I was at home on a Saturday taking calls and writing policies and I always yeah. tease, uh, you know, a little bit of my New Mexico is about to come out, but I always tease the, the reason why I love insurance so much is I can make money in my chonies at home. It doesn't matter <laughs> where you're at or what's going on. You know, I've made money uh, on the beach. I've made money, you know, at home. I've made money in the office. That is such a unique yeah. opportunity that insurance agents have that's my favorite part about this business the residual income is beautiful i love all of that but for me being able to work wherever i'm at and whenever i'm where whenever i'm available whenever i want to pretty yeah. much um it gives me that opportunity and that flexibility so you know i i, I pride myself in working a lot i know a lot of agents and a lot of producers try and you know the sexy thing right now is four hour work week and all that kind of stuff. I'm kind of taking the opposite approach. I, I really enjoy what I do. I really enjoy helping people after hours and meeting the customer where they're at. And so that's kind of how I attack every day. That's awesome. Hey, talk about, talk about, talk about the calendar, right? I know me, me, Jason, and you were just talking about this. Um, uh, there's gotta be, uh, a, a way to have your time be worth your time, right? So, what are you doing as far as as far as that kind of goes? Are you time blocking your calendar as far as when you're making your calls? Are you this is how many referral partners you're going to touch today? And this time I'm doing this. I got to do some service work, of course, because some service work is going to come from all these calls you're getting. What is your time block look like, man? Because I know you do a good job of that. Yeah, absolutely. So. Uh, for me, the morning routine, I know Jason was just talking about that. The morning routine is, is super heavy. Um, I have, a, I have a, a wife that's five months pregnant. I got a four-year-old son. Yes. You know, it's, 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 it's a lot of, of family time at the moment, trying yeah. to, you know, pick up some slack that, you know, obviously she's not able to do and had, doesn't have the energy that she used to. So, um, you know, I'm trying to pick up some slack right there. But so for me, I, I wake up, I try and wake up at 530 every morning, get a workout in. Um, I usually try and go for like a 35, 40 minute run and come back. And then actually I, I have a, a routine of getting the house cleaned up and straightened up before I get ready and go to work. Ooh, I like that. So um, a big thing for me is, you know, I, I, I believe in servant leadership. And, you know, so I try and serve my wife in that fashion where you know, I get the dishes done, get a load of laundry in the, in the thing. And then I get ready get the kid up, get him all squared away. Uh, and then I try and get to the office before 8.30, 9 o'clock um, on, a, on a consistent basis. And that's, you know, from, from really 8 o'clock is when customers start texting and calling and that yeah. kind of stuff. So from 8 till noon is really my money hours. Okay. And I try and stay in the pocket and really focus during that time. So with that, you know, I'm reaching out proactively to uh, my referral partners. I try and touch three a day. That's my goal. Is okay. If I talk to three a day, that's a win for me. Um, you know, for me, I don't, I don't deal too much in the, uh, in the actual, you know, quoting phase of things, but still, you know, I got, you know, my personal book within the agency is, you know, a little bit over a mil. So, I mean, with that, it is what it is. It, you know, I, I still got people uh, calling me, texting me, asking me for stuff. So I'm, I'm playing quarterback a lot yeah. in that, in that time and delegating. And then, uh, you know, my style of leadership and management is, is 
lead by wandering. So I do a lot of wandering to everybody's office, checking up, you know, I, one of the gifts that God gave me is I have a a crazy memory as far as uh, leads that came in and just checking up on, Hey, what happened with this customer? What, where are we at with this one? That's something that, that I, you know, I can't tell you what, you know, I forget a lot of birthdays. I forget a lot of, uh, yeah. uh anniversaries and special dates but i can tell you about some numbers <laughs> that's what you know, feeds you know what I, you know what benito I, I think what i i love about you the most is the fact that you're in the trenches yes and i think a lot of leaders that are in corporations have never you know we're never janitors we're never we're never at the bottom they never worked up they don't know mm. what it takes um, you know, one of the things that, you know, you take Allstate, take Farmers, take any of those big, big companies, um, a lot of upper management has never owned an agency. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's, it's real, you know, it's real tough to, to you know, hit their goals and, and what they want from, from you um, because, you know, you feel like, okay, you know, you're not offering, you don't know what I'm going through. And so when you have these producers and the producers out there that we're, you know, we're, this show's for, you know, it's great to have a leader that is right there beside you, lived it, breathed it, own it, and you're just going through and 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 like you said, you're trucking through, you're you're making it happen. And I think that's very encouraging mm-hmm. as a leader. I almost, you know, the, the memory that comes to, to mind, maybe because we just passed Memorial Day, is you know, you got a platoon leader in the army, and if he charges the mountain, everybody's gonna charge. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have that leader that's willing to rest their neck and go out there and do it and just tell people to do it, no mm-hmm. one's going to do it. Right. 100%. Right. Yeah. And that was something that always bothered me about farmers. I, I liked my district manager. He was a cool guy. We, you know, are still friends uh, and I still look at him. And, and when I was recruited, I looked at him as a friend. But for me, some of the questions that I had on, on expanding my business and expanding me as a, as a producer, he wasn't never able to answer it. And that was always Mm. super frustrating to me. He was like, well, call this agent. He's been in it for 30 years. I, I understand. And I can appreciate that longevity of a career, but at the same time, farmers itself 30 years ago, wasn't, isn't what it is today, Mm. let alone the insurance agency, um, insurance industry, you know, consumers today, all of that has changed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're talking apples to apples, you know, how am I going to call somebody and ask them advice on producing when I'm out producing them? Yeah. That never really made any sense to me. Um, and that was kind of frustrating, you know, with, with the company it was, you know, I was, I came in and I was top three, top four in the state in production. And, you know, who do you turn to for advice when, when you're outpacing them, it, 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 it's, it's super frustrating for younger agents to come in and ask somebody for advice that, that they're out producing and they're out working at really yeah. at this point. You know, uh, Benito, let's, let's give uh, our listeners something to really grasp here. You, you, you've been, obviously you're a killer in the car sales field. Obviously you're killing it in the insurance field. You said uh, earlier that you went in and, and, you know, you were getting all these dealerships to send you referrals. How can some of these producers go into dealerships and start getting referrals from them? I think the biggest thing is having a sales agent. And it's the same thing in, in mortgages and the same thing. That's where the bulk of our business comes from today. Mortgages and real estate. Agents. We don't do a ton of dealership business anymore. 
it was crazy. Actually, we left that space as we became independent, which is total opposite from most people. But uh, the biggest thing is is connecting, understanding that the person that's going to be sending the referrals is a, is just another dude puts his pants on the same way. I think so many times insurance agents go into a mortgage office or they go into a car dealership and they, you know, almost worship the ground that those people will stand on. They're just regular sales guys, man. I mean, at the end of the day, they're just trying to figure it out. And I think uh, asking questions and understanding their business is so important. For me, I did a, you know, a, a crash course on mortgages when I got into this. I started understanding debt to income ratios. I started understanding, um, you know, qualifications and different loan types and different pro programs. And what that did is it helped me connect with the person on the other side of that table. It helped me connect and speak the same dialect and, and be able to, you know, pick up things. I mean, sales is, is way less complicated than everybody tries to make it. All you got to do is go and, and be of service to other people on a consistent basis and you'll be successful in sales. I wake up every day and put my, put my pants on and think, all right, you know, how can I serve people today? Whether that's, you know, helping them with their insurance needs, whether that's getting a deal for a mortgage officer done to the closing table that wasn't going to make it. I can't tell you how many times we've gotten referrals from other or two other mortgage officers from somebody else in their office because they said, Hey, Benito saved this deal. You know, this thing was going sideways. It was about to blow up. He came in, he was able to move up an effective date. I mean, I, I, for some reason right now, I have four that we've got in the past two weeks that said, well, we called Allstate and they're not able to move up an effective date for me. And the agent's not answering. And so, you know, can you get these guys insurance? We're trying to close early. To me, that's the easiest thing. That's, that's music to my ears. Mm -hmm. They're trying to close early. I'm trying to get paid early. Let's yeah. Make this happen. And uh, But I think so much of it is just connecting and, and getting people to where they're at, um, not trying to put yourself in a, uh, in a, you know, not trying to hold people up on a pedestal because that feels weird for most people. You know, most mortgage officers don't want to be worshipped or they just want good business. They want help getting their business closed. Mm -hmm. And I think so much of it is just connecting with people. Um, you know, I, think, I, would, I, I think with what you're saying is, I mean, yeah, I mean, you go, like, I, I, I feel like I hear this a lot. Mm -hmm. A producer goes out, they meet a loan officer for coffee. They they talk about whatever. And obviously the expectation is they get a referral. Let's say mm -hmm. they get that referral. That, that that appointment worked out. That's a whole nother conversation we could have. But let's say they get that referral. I think where a lot of producers fail and are, are struggling right now is after that referral, they don't, they don't keep up. They don't communicate or over-communicate or update the loan officer and it dwindles out. And then the next producer from another company goes and has a coffee and it just keeps trickling down. These loan officers are just like, okay, what's going on here? Who am I going to use? Who's my favorite? And mm -hmm. I think that's where your speed, your reliability comes into to play on, on getting things done. But what are, what are some things that you're doing in your office right now to keep that follow-up, to keep that, um, that relationship going? Excellent. Yeah. Um, so one of the big things is including the loan officer on, on correspondence to the referral. 
Uh-huh, that's, that's a good. big thing that a lot of people uh-huh. don't. Yeah, that a lot of people don't do is, uh-huh. you know, if we send out the quote, I CC the loan officer on the quote, and that's we yeah. CC, you know, a bunch of people. And the the reason is, uh, a sales guy told me this when I was selling cars. If if you're not top of mind, you ain't paid no mind. Hundred percent. And that really stuck with me, where I I started understanding like I have to stay top of mind. That mm-hmm. means that if they send me a referral and that son of a gun is 45 days out from closing and I don't talk to that loan officer for 45 days, there is no way, you know, on this earth that I'm going to get more referrals within that 45 days before that first thing closes. But if I CC them on the quote and then I CC them on the yes from the client and then I CC them again on uh, the EOI from the processor, I've already talked to that loan officer without saying a word four times. I don't have to come up with, you know, some, uh, you know, some language or some cheesy thing to tell them. I don't need to go make gift baskets. None of that. Yeah. They just want to communicate because at the end of the day, that's their, you know, $5,000 or $3,000 or whatever on the line every time. That's the pain point. I was with a loan officer this morning. It's a big team here. And he's like, Hey man, like you do a good job. Like I've, I've never really like asked for referrals from this guy. He just basically reached out. He said, Hey, we've known each other for a while. He's got a big team, probably six loan officers on his team. Now left first national started his own at CMG. He called me, he goes, Hey man, you do a really good job of branding. Like, can I love, I would love to meet with you. I just talked about how you built your business. I said, great. Let's meet. We met. I was like, when I left, when I left um, my captive agency, I said, the number one thing I did was trying to figure out what are some pain points that are in our industry right? And I'm going to go on the independent channel. I'm going to fix those pain points because these loan officers, this is their pain points, right? The number one pain point for every loan officer is communication. So Benito, like you said, if you communicate with the loan officers, I guarantee you, you will get more referrals. The five times you touch this person, I guarantee you not a lot of insurance agents are doing that. And loan officers, yeah, they're like, they won't read, they'll read your email. They probably won't respond. But it's like, oh, Benito, 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 Benito. Right. Now, if he needs right. to send a referral, he's not going to send it to John Doe. He's going to send it to Benito because you're just so communicative, man. I love that. That I really do. Yeah, that's it's, it's, you know, when I got into insurance, one of the things that I looked at was at least that from, from the people that taught me at Farmers mm-hmm. was everybody was going after the end user. Everybody was going after the client. They were buying leads. They were doing all yeah. these things. And I looked at it and I was like, I think that's, that's kind of backwards. I think from my perspective, and remember, I, I had no experience in insurance. Like it wasn't that I took some relationships from anybody else or anything like that. It was, I, I looked at it and I said, if I spend the same time, energy and effort that I spend cold calling 30 people to get, you know, a couple of deals, mm-hmm. if I spend that same time, energy and effort on a loan officer that could pay me five, six, seven times a month with yeah. referrals, isn't that better time spent? And, so, and, and so that's, that's exactly what I've tried to do is focus on those loan officers. And, and I've, you know, I've kind of branded myself that way, but I'm, I'm, you know, at the end of the day, the way as a producer, the way that I branded myself is I, I make deals happen. You know, I get to the closing table and I think that's such a missed opportunity from from other insurance agents, other producers, that's all I see is complaints. A loan officer asked me to, you know, uh, change the deductible or lower my premium, all this stuff. And it, you know, there's just so many complaints about that. To me, that's an opportunity 
because that's a that's a, a different a differentiating factor between me and the guy down the street. If our prices are exactly the same, we both got Safeco, we both mm-hmm. got travelers, but I'm willing to do what it takes to get to the closing table. That is that's how awesome yeah. is that? If if yeah. you know we we want advocates in our business and and loan officers and real estate agents are no different. Yeah. How many loan officers? So you said three a day. So you're touching base with three loan officers in your first, uh, when, when um, there's, uh, I was listening to Ed Milet. It talked about how he has uh, per day. He's really has three days because he takes four hour work weeks as his day. So he's like in a week, you have seven days. I've got 21. I'm going to beat you every day. So your win by win by noon, almost your first four hours is when you're touching base with these loan officers. Are you focusing just three new loan officers or what's your advice to some of these producers that are trying to build some of these relationships with loan officers and, 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 and real estate agents? Is that, is that all new? Is that the existing ones? And what are your team doing as well? Other producers, are you the only one that's doing it? Yeah. So, um, for me, I try and do two that I already work with and one new one a day. Okay. Um, because the two that I work with currently usually lead me to at least one other one. Sure. So, and I, I try to rotate different companies to different offices. Okay. But I, try, I touch every loan officer in an office. So uh, one of my biggest referral partners uh, is, a, is a company here in town. They do a great job and they have 12 or 13 loan officers on their team. They send mm-hmm. us a boatload of business and we work with almost every loan officer in that office. But I'm not going to talk to two of the same guys in that office on the same day. So I try and rotate. Like if mm-hmm. we have eight offices that we work with, I try and do one loan officer from each office mm-hmm. rather than because it, to me, that top of mind thing also plays out within an office. Mm-hmm. So with that, um, as far as my team goes, I try to have them on the same schedule. Now, oftentimes they come up with the excuse, not excuse, reason slash excuse of, hey, I got 12 quotes to do today. Like, you know, what, mm-hmm. what, uh, where am I supposed to find this time? But it doesn't have to be about the weather or the weekend or mm-hmm. anything else. It could be about those dang quotes that you got going. Like, hey, you know, help me understand this client a little bit more. Help yeah. me understand how, how can I sell this one? That is that is as valuable as anything when you're touching a loan officer. Like, 100%. H- help me help me get to the close. Help help me help you, you know, get here. Or, or, or just emailing those quotes, loan officers saying, hey, just to let you know, your client got a hold of us. We're working on this quote for you. We'll get you something really quick. Appreciate the referral. Looking forward to working with you. Boom. Yeah. A day later, yeah. send them the quote. Hey, I promised you, here is the quote. But every loan officer I know, and, and we work with a ton of them, and I know Jason works with a ton of them, over communication is better than no communication. You, they, they, they like it. I promise you, they, you you're going to be ahead of that. Uh, dude, I, I love the two and the two, two, two old ones, new, two, two of the existing ones and one of the new one, because you kind of have to spice it up at all times, man. You know, yeah, how many debt gotta... pages are you sending? your whole team, how many deck pages are you sending a week? And I guarantee you four or five of those loan officers, you don't even know. You just send the deck right. page because they were an existing client. Why not reach out? Right. Hey, right. Work with an existing client of ours. Congratulations on this deal. 
Um, that's it. You don't need to yeah. ask for business right there or ask for coffee. But on the fifth time when you do that, it's a lot easier to have that coffee right. or that lunch potentially than the first time saying, hey, can we have coffee? Because everybody's trying to go after them. Right, right. And, and But you know what's funny? And I think that's a, almost a misconception, at least here in New Mexico. Yeah. And I, I've heard the same in, New, in Colorado. I've heard the same in Arizona. There's really not that many people trying to trying to take them. I mean, really? if you show even a little bit of effort yeah. in that relationship, that's more than what they're getting from most other insurance agents. You know, most of the insurance agents are hitting them on LinkedIn and, and yeah. social media, and that's it. That's the bulk of it. But they're not taking those next steps. You know, for me, one thing that we try and do at, at least five times a week is my goal is on a tough deal, a one that got pushed back three times and yeah. had to, you know, I try and call that loan officer and be like, hey, just want to say like, congrats, bro. Like you stayed in the pocket on this one. I've seen so many office, loan mm. officers walk away from a deal that got tough. Just want to say, you know, congrats, man. We closed it. You know, we're, we're happy to be a small part of that. You know, let me know if you need anything else, you know, and just leave it at that. Mm. You know, I think so many agents, they, they, fear almost the the small minority of loan officers that are you know pay to play and they're expecting a gift card and you almost try not to communicate with them right. in hopes of not having to have that conversation or hoping yeah. not to uh to deal with that but that's such a small piece and honestly you know they most of those guys got turned down by every other uh, insurance agent in town or if they're not it's a it's a it's a relationship that's held together by toothpicks and bubble gum, it isn't, it isn't really a factor for me. So, you know, I, I think sometimes agents are scared to walk in that, that yeah. loan office, or they're scared to do this because they're like, well, what if they ask me for $50 gift cards for every policy that they send? Tell them, no, that's okay. <laughs> yeah. it, 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 I've, there's so many times I've had uh, loan officers say, well, this guy said, you know, or he's sending me leads from, this lead company or whatever. And I told him, I said, totally respect that. I, I, I'm not going to do that for you. I'm going to be 100% honest. I'm not going to do that for you. To me, it ends up being a waste of money. Most of the time, that might change in the future. I might find a different program, whatever. But right now, my, my go-to response to that is totally understand, you know, wish you the best of luck. The difference in the value prop for me isn't new leads. It's closing the deals that you have. Uh, that's that's how i that's what it is i'm gonna get you to the closing table i'm not gonna send you new leads it, it you know i'll try and refer you as much business as i can you know if it's if it's normal in the course of business but i'm not gonna go ahead and, and buy this program so i can send you leads because that's what i did at the beginning and what happened was those leads didn't get worked um yeah so that's those that that's a you know that's what's going around right now and and i need i was part of that program as well and we just can never get it ironed out to where it was reciprocated really well. They would never work the lead as hard as we would work the referrals. Yeah. What's shocking to me is you said in the beginning, you know, what our, our value play is our speed, how quick we are to, you know, to get things done. Right. And what's shocking to me is every time I meet with the loan officer, their number one complaint is I can't get quotes back. And right. I'm yeah. like, really, this is just alarming to Absurd. me. Like, cause I, I refuse to believe it, but I've heard it so many times. I'm, I, you know, it's, it must be, I mean, like, yeah. you know, cause I was yeah. the loan officer as well and I never had a problem. So, right. 
it, it's just frustrating to hear that, but it's it's great for us because if you've got the right producers, if you've got the right people willing to commit to the job and work it, mm-hmm. it's not as hard as 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 people make it seem to be. Uh, right. it, you have to you have to cast a wide net. And then you you'll find that you'll get a flow of referrals that are you're you're going to be hustling every single day, right? You're going to have leads mm-hmm. coming in like crazy. But the goal is that that you have to be on top of it, mm-hmm. right? Over communication and be able to work it. And and it's crazy how many other insurance producers or producers out there are not doing that. And and I think I had one you know lady was saying that she literally waited two days. And still didn't have the quote, so that's how she called us. Yeah, we didn't know we didn't know it from all from anyone. She was referred by you know, a real estate agent or someone else that we had mutual friends with. But that's how it works. You're going to make a name for yourself. It's going to happen. You just got to stay uh, committed right. and, and do right. what you say you're going to do. Right. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah. I, I think you know so much of this business is like I said, it's just overcomplicated. It's really not like you just got to do exactly what you said. Yeah. Do what you say you're going to do. Do it in a timely fashion. Communicate with people. And that's that sells. That's this industry in a nutshell. You can yeah. do that. You're, you're winning. I think what 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 Benito man, this topic is obviously pretty hot right now because a lot of insurance producers want to go after loan officers and more and, and and real estate agents. And it's bottom line. It's pretty simple, man. It's law of large numbers, right? So you talk to three of them a day. Even if you're starting from scratch today, you're like, man, I really need to focus on that. Dude, go to your social media, pick your first three. You will know some of them, right? Be involved with them on social media a little bit. Start calling three people. You know, how many of them, not a lot of, they've known you or whatever. If you're in, if, if you're in, in, in that town, potentially, they're going to listen to you, right? Or be creative, right. some of the deck pages. So, so talk to three a day, and then that's 15 referral partners right? A week. That's mm-hmm. 60 refer partners a month. Right. Now, even if you convert 10%, right? right, You got six new mortgage lenders or real estate agents a month. And six of those a month, man, that's a pretty good number. Because I, our team of here, we probably only work with six to 10, but we right. work with six to 10 really good ones right? You know, that has yeah. teams inside of them. So like, I don't go for an Joe Schmo loan officer. And I'm not saying that you sh- that you should or shouldn't. I'm just saying I go to the top one because underneath he's got five or six other ones that I can go to as well, which makes it easier for me. But that dude, right. six of them a month, you're going to be in good hands. You just got to keep in touch. Now you can't do it for a month and then stop. Right. Because they right. forget about you, man. How many times have you done it to where you're like, man, I saw that loan officer at happy hour at Top Golf. The next day I got a referral and then I didn't get a referral for 60 days. I wonder what happened. Well, did you touch base with them? Yeah. Did you yeah. email them? Did you call them? Did you text them? Did you on social media? Did you, here's what, here's my biggest advice, man. If you call me and want a business, want something business, roofers call us all the time. If a roofer calls me on my daughter's birthday and says, Hey, congratulations to Sophia game over, man. You got right. all my referrals. Yeah. You know, if you call yeah. me on my birthday, like that's cool. Like a lot of people do emails, texts, but like if you remember my daughter's birthday, my son's birthday, my wife's birthday, my anniversary on Father's Day, another thing that I've kind of really a lot of people reach out to me. I mean, those are the things that we got to be unique and different and do things differently to right. be able to stick out to people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. 1000%. And, you know, I think 
so many producers feel like they have to have this huge net of people that are supporters of them or yeah. a huge net yeah. of, of, you know, of, of refers, you know, I cut my teeth with three, like <laughs> we had three guys and they were good. You know, don't get me wrong. They were all great referrals, but it took three and I yeah. made a great living. You know, we built an agency off of three or four yeah. offices and that's it. And, that's uh, you know, the, the numbers that we do are, are substantial, um, yeah. especially in a small, small premium state. But I, so I think, and one of the other uh, pieces of advice that I have, and, and I, I've seen it with my own team, I've seen it as a producer, it's really easy to do a couple of weeks and get your face kind of beat in a little bit, uh, you know, making trying to make these new relationships and then be like, eh, it's not for me. That's not, that's not the case. And, and one of the other things that's very strong that I think people are, are missing the boat on is being involved in the real estate and loan officer uh, associations. So a lot of times I go and hunt loan officers while they're hunting realtors, right? Mm -hmm. We go to the, like the, the association events or whatever, and they're out and they're, they're, there to create more business for themselves Correct. so they're already in that mindset of growth of of trying to close business Networking. of trying yeah and 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 so it's not it's not cold you're not yeah. walking in that office they're not trying to get a loan application done and here comes benito you know with donuts or whatever and and trying to take time away from what's making me money yeah. they're already there hunting they already got their, you know, they're, they're, they're in that mindset. And I think that's something that helped me out a lot is I got involved in our chamber of commerce. I got involved in yeah. uh, our realtor association and well, it, you know, just trying to piggyback off of that mindset because it was just so much easier than to me. It was so much easier than walking into a, an actual office where people are trying to work and trying to take time away from them. 100%. And I would, I would assume you're basically saying is be patient, do these things, because it's not going to happen overnight. I mean, we've been doing this for 10 years now, consistently for 10 years. And it's finally at a point to where like things are rolling really, really good. A lot of people do it for a month, two months, maybe a year, and they get discouraged because it's not coming fast. And then they forget about it. They go back to the old days of cold calling people that are buying cars you know, unquote right. wizard or whatever. And like 12 other agents are calling them. And it's just like, do you really want that kind of business? Right. Right. You're just you like it? you're doing a quote, just like you're meeting a referral partner. Trust is built off of likability and reliability. I love that. They have yeah. to like you. They have to be able to rely on you. They need to, obviously they can rely on you. Yeah. Obviously they like you for your demeanor, for your personality, for what yeah. you accomplish for them. You get things done. You get, you get those sales done, those insurance quotes done so that they can close on time. That's trust. They know they can count on you. And I'll just, you know, I've got a producer at a, a mortgage event right now. She's probably in front of 60 mortgage loan officers. Nice. Great. Yep. You know, so if you're going to, you know, all the producers out there, if you're going to hang, if you want to, if you want referrals from loan officers, you got to go to their hangouts. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, right. you've got to go to the ponds where they fish. Because that's yeah. where they they're at. So if you if you just hang around there, you're gonna you know you ever have the the, the heard the story the the ball boy 
that became the NBA basketball player. You know, you, you, you hang out where they hang out. I want to be that. That's where you got to be. 100%. Right. Right. hundred percent. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Um, Benito, man. Uh, I know we're running out of time here. Um, we'll ask about your win the day, my man, but like, um, is there anything else that you would like to share to the producers that are chasing, uh, the mortgage lenders, the real estate agents, or any advice that you have on top, on top of what you've already shared before we go on to the last topic? Yeah, no, my only thing is just get out from behind the desk. Let's go, go, go shake hands and kiss babies. Go yep. show, you know, let your personality come through because that's, that's your unique value prop, right? That's your 100%. unique selling, uh, yeah, as a USB, yeah, unique selling USP, U- unique selling proposition. There we go. And, and that is, that's all you got is your personality 100%. and, uh, and your work ethic. Yeah. And find something different, man. Everybody's doing the same thing. Can you be creative and do something different to intrigue them? Um, and, and, and find that and Facebook. make it happen. Stock, <laughs> stock them on Facebook. Find dude. Seriously kids, man. A lot of loan officers have kids, you know, obviously. And, and if they don't significant other, whatever that is golf, anything they like, man, it's like, what do you, you got to find what they're into and then mm-hmm. attack that piece of it because right. they're going to be, they're right. going to be intrigued in that. So last question, man, before we go, we do, we ask everybody, um, how do you win your day, man? How do you go laying in bed every night? You're like, man, that was a good day or like some days that you have bad days, but what are some things that you consider winning your day? So I got two sayings for this uh, that I'll leave you guys with. Uh, first is number one is not enough. Okay. And what that means, and, you know, talk about Ed Milet, you know, he, he talks about being blissfully unhappy. Mm-hmm. That is something that is so important in this industry and in this profession as a producer, especially you can be the best producer in your office, but are you really the best producer that you can be? Yeah. And that's something that I preach a lot to my team is, you know, yes, we're, we're number one in the state with five or six different carriers, yeah. but we drop the ball here, here, and here so often, and we need to pick that up. And that's yes. unacceptable. That's, you know, that's slack. And, and, you know, sometimes it, it comes off that, you know, I'm crazy and that's fine. I'll take that all day because for me, it's not about, being number one, it's about being the best agency that we can be the best producer that we can be. So number one, yeah, number one is not enough. And then uh, number two is my family motto. um, And it's sell some shit. And, you know, my my son, since he's been two years old, has always come to the office to me comes all the time. And every time we leave, he has to go around every office and tell uh, the producers, go out and sell some shit. That's what I tell my <laughs> wife when I leave the house. And the, what awesome. that means is, is in this industry, nothing can happen until you get a customer. You can't yeah, show great customer service before you got great customer acquisition. Absolutely. And so, you know, I, you know, for me, that is my, my saying, you know, it's how I leave every sales meeting. I say goodbye, have a great day, go sell some shit. And, love it. um, yeah. So, you know, that, those are my two sayings. Those are the two things that I preach a lot. That's what's led to, you know, whatever success that we've had. Um, but, uh, but yeah, th- those are the two things, man. That's, that's awesome. Hey, Benito, how can, how can people, can people, can people email you, call you, text you, ask you questions? If they, if anybody has questions or whatever, what can they reach out to you if they can? Yes. Believe me. I love talking insurance. I love talking business. So if you guys have any questions or I could be of any service, my cell phone number, I'll give it to you. It's 
4108. I'm available 24 seven. I work, you know, and, and that's just how we're built. Um, but I'm also on Instagram as well as Facebook. Facebook's probably a little bit easier to get a hold of me. Instagram, I just like stalking other people. That's it. That's <laughs> awesome. Well, hey, thank you guys. Hey, we'll come back again here with more producers. But for now, go sell some shit. Go sell some shit. All right. You guys Take have a great day. Love it. See you guys. <laughs>